Hey y'all, this is Cleveland, and you are tuning in to the murkiest of hours to the murkiest of podcasts, and this is the Murky Waters Podcast. Hey yo, listen here, baby. This is a whole new host here. This is Swoop Dog here with my brother. What was your name, brother? Oh, it, it's it's Cleveland. Oh, my brother Cleveland, and we're also here with. You see, this is Bill Cosby coming for the prison system. I'm going to be making my appearance on here with pills and drinking drinks on the murky waters. <laughs> as, the, as, the, as the young people say, Cosby, say don't spray it, please. <laughs> These microphones are expensive. Yeah, hard come by. All right, everybody. <laughs> welcome, welcome. That was our that was our uh, our, our our attempt at improv. Uh, claps, 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 claps. Yes. Claps. Air claps. All right, everybody. So this is the murky waters. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> with uh, one difference, we're minus one now. So it's me and Todd, and then it's gonna be whoever else is uh, with us. And uh, Cleveland Brown was joining us today. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. You know, it's it's nice to get out of the house and do something different. <laughs> what, what what do you usually do? Oh, you know, just antics, shenanigans, usual mustache guy stuff. <laughs> you po- do have a nice mustache. General post office type things. Yeah, you know, go go to the Walmart, go just different just different <laughs> things. You know, how exciting. Yeah, man, that's great. You know, I, 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 actually, actually, you're kind of boring. Let's go ahead and throw. Let's go ahead and throw them out. Let's bring in a real guest. Let's all right, go. get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, t- till the next time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So, uh, uh, so, in uh, taking his place, we have my buddy, longtime buddy Nathaniel. Uh, thanks for having me once again. It's nice to be on the podcast. Yeah, right. you just took that seat right over, huh? <laughs> well, it is warm. <laughs> <laughs> you warmed it up for you, <laughs> right? Cool. Well, I mean, uh, well, getting right into it. Today's topic, we're talking about connectivity. And we're not talking about your HDMI's. Not or, Legos? No, not Legos, mm. nor the thing that charges your phone. Mm. The, char- the charger, I think that's what they're called. Yes. Yeah, so today we're talking about connectivity within humans. Um, I'm not saying that I'm not human. I'm not saying that I'm not human today. I'm just saying you know, connectivity within each other. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be romantical... Whether it be comical, platonic, platonic. <laughs> yeah, we always make sure it's platonic. I remember that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that's what we're going to talk about today. So coming into connectivity, what is the first things that pop into our mind? That's always going to be my opening question because I want to know what's going on with everybody's thinking. Cleveland? I mean, uh, are there guests? <laughs> Way to break the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... If if I had to say the first thing that came to my mind when you said connectivity, I would think of dots, just because of we hear that all the time, connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. But when we connect the dots, it's always to make sense of something. Right. So uh, I feel like connectivity is very important to us as people, as humans. Right. So it's more than just an ex- more than just an expect- expression, because again, like you said, we're connecting the dots. We're thinking about connecting two ideas. Uh, but a lot, but too, we also think about well enough that you guys had this as great kids. I mean, I'm sure that you have the, the actual connected dots, where it was by the number. <clears throat> yeah. So you didn't know what the picture was going to be. Unless, I mean, depending on the one you got. If you got the one with the more numbers, then, then yeah, you didn't know what the heck it was going to be. 
But if you got the one that was less, then it was mostly drawn. You know, you're just yeah, yeah, on the yeah. horns on the deer or something. But, um, yeah, so you don't know what exactly that whole picture is. That's what I'm trying to get into. You don't know what that whole picture is, yet you're, you, you trust to make that, to make those paths that, that that's going to connect into something. True. Because <clears throat> when, that, when uh, everyone needs to have some sort of connection in some part of their life, whether it's family, friends, or lover, whatever, um, because... I, I find it rare that anyone can go an entire lifetime just solo. You just can't. You go crazy. Um, you need some sort of feedback. Some, some. Yeah. I mean, look, look at the. And I know it was a movie and everything, but the uh, the one with Tom Hanks where he gets uh, uh, with the plane plane crash, he connects with a volleyball. You know, yeah. Wilson. You know, he need he needs something to to talk to and to relate to. So I mean, it, it can be an object. Even, you know. Right. Right. Because. Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's. Uh, it's just something that brings us comfort. Yeah. I think sometimes that's part of it. That's probably not the whole thing, but I, I know a big part of it is feeling comfortable, feeling um, the ability to be vulnerable, to, I guess, be yourself completely. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of connection is well, rare. Mm-hmm. Because so many people are backstabbers nowadays. So many people are just about benefiting themselves and selfish. Yeah, when the tone, when the going gets tough. All of a sudden, getting to know you isn't that interesting anymore, and they're not there anymore. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. You got anything after that? Okay. Mm-hmm. You're, looking, you're looking like you're in deep thought, man. I want to I wanna pick that brain. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to try to ponder over that, too. Um, it kind of, we were touching on it a little while ago um, in a separate conversation, me and Joe, about how important it is for people to uh, have connections with other human beings uh, and this quarantine has proven that uh, whether uh, it's easy for you to be by yourself or if you prefer being with other people I think now that that option has been taken away it really shows how much we depend on other people for as you brought out uh, comfort uh, happiness uh, just that uh, connection that verbal connection uh, you brought out Tom Hanks's character yeah. who had nobody to talk to, but he made something to make somebody to talk to because he was having conversations with that volleyball. So yeah, it just shows you how much we need other people as far as communication goes. I'm sorry, I'm but it was more than just uh, more than just uh, um, more than him just talking with him and communicating with it because he actually felt something for it. Because remember yeah. when he tossed it away and he was like Wilson, and, like, yeah, he yeah, because yeah. he he felt for it. Yeah. So, we, we as, as humans, there's nothing that's more lonely than when you have good news or bad news and you have nobody to tell it to. Yes. You know? I mean, you can have people around you and you still keep it to yourself. And that's what I mean. And not, not just, not just one, there's one thing to have family, but sometimes with family you don't want to say things because you don't want to be judged. And maybe because they know you already and they're going to say, yeah, but you're doing that because of this, whatever. And that's not what you want to hear at the time. You want to, sometimes you just want somebody to listen in, in, in the most non-judgmental way. Yeah. Because then, like, well, like Tom Hanks, I mean, obviously he had, he could have said anything to that ball because there was nobody else around. But he was open. He was that open. And he could be that open to where he actually felt something for an inanimate object. Imagine if somebody were to see him. If somebody was around, he wouldn't have probably acted that way. Yeah, he was he, imagining imagining the responses coming back from the ball, too. So. Right, right. So, um... <clears throat> Yeah, I was gonna go with that. 
No, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I had this little thing. What I was going to say was that. So when we, that's what we should strive for, to be able to find someone or, or or to be able to connect to someone where we could be that vulnerable, where we could just be us fully, where we could lay all of our dirty laundry, I guess, out in the open, where it's, does, where it's not even labeled dirty laundry, mm-hmm. where it's labeled something else, you know? Yeah, like what Nathaniel was saying, made it, it's, it's a totally a problem right now with kids growing up right now they're gonna be they're gonna lose a year or two of having association and having that growth as as human beings and with relationships there's gonna be social anxieties later on because of the whole pandemic because they're taught now at a young age well stay away from my little timmy because he could have the covid i gotta stay away you know and people will walk down the street now differently and stuff like that so it's becoming an issue more and more as we go along with this whole lockdown <clears throat> and then that, and then a couple of that with the fact that like you're talking about like if you have anxieties or you have problems or something you need to get off your chest people can't meet up now and say hey let's go out for for a coffee mm-hmm. let's talk you know maybe they can but you can't go into like the normal settings you used to be able to in the comfort zones that you would have to talk things out to let stuff off your chest and you're more inclined to hold things in like you say and that's not healthy right and then going back to what you're saying about the kids, I mean, when you think about it, those first times, I don't know if you, how good you guys' memories are, but I remember walking into kindergarten my first day, and then right away, you're just, you're entering into this, into this new world. Mm. So, so I, I, you know, that's, that's when you start talking to kids and, you, you know, you say hell or butt or whatever, <laughs> and then you're like, you keep it within yourselves, you know, because mm. you can be open with individuals. And then at, at this early age, so these kids are missing out on that. Yeah, on those crucial moments. So who knows how they're going to be affected by that later on when it comes. Well, quick side story, like all the side work I've been doing is all this COVID stuff, preparing the school districts for more spacing out of children as they're coming back, adding more tables, lunch tables, tables in the class. And they have barriers up, which is really weird. They're in their own, own little cocoons at their desk. And at lunchtime, when they came out to sit on those desks that we had built, there's only four per table where you could usually set eight mm-hmm. at least, but there's sometimes only oh, two. Well, you'd always fit at least 12. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well I mean, judging how big they are. Oh, no, no. I mean, no, I just meant like you want all your friends at one table. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. So you pile everybody The cool on. kids table or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, like now you look at them and when we were out there, it was kind of depressing. You know, they would sit like two kids at a big freaking table. And they just, they're eating their lunch like they're in prison. Like, no one's, like, associating, no one's talking. And then everything is, hey, you got to wash your hands before you go back. Hey, you got to do this, you got to do that. It's so mandatory. And even when they're lining up, it's like, hey, you're too close. Back up a little bit. Like, God dang. And I could tell why the kids don't want to talk. I mean, they look like prisoners, man. Mm -hmm. So it's going to, I'm interested to see how this affects kids later on. Because we all know going to school, there was loner kids. You know, maybe we would have, we were one at one point, but I'm just saying that the fact that it's an awful feeling and now everyone's going to be like that. Yeah. Because I mean, it's school and everything. Sometimes that's where you find your identity. Yeah. You know, cause you're hanging around with these people. Okay. I feel comfortable with these people. Let me start dressing with them. Let me start listening to this type of music, mm-hmm. you know, or let me start. You fit in where you fit in. Yeah, exactly. That's where you start finding yourself. So now online, I mean, it, I mean, well now it's, di- <laughs> you can get any, 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 anything offline. Mm-hmm. So I mean, who knows what the heck is gonna, is gonna be happening? I mean, you know what's crazy is someone posted just to go along with what you're talking about. Someone posted a picture of the Jetsons, 
And you know, that cartoon came out, what, the 70s or 80s, something like that? Uh-huh. And they were showing how basically, you know, everything's all futuristic. And the, the wife was shopping from home. And it's like, we can do that. You know, and then, and then it's like the kid was learning from his teacher at home on a TV. We can do that. You know, the, the uh, guy was talking to his boss on a TV. Basically, all that's projected now, it's like, geez, it's like, were the Jetsons freaking, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, what is it called, quarantined as well? I mean, it looks... They didn't have to leave that pad, you know. Everything was right there. So, I think that's how we are right now, and it's it's a little weird and scary at the same time, you know. We are living in the time of the Jetsons. Yeah, right. except <laughs> we're not in the sky, you know. We don't have black cars. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? Just being up in the sky, getting away from this place, right? Yeah. Just because I remember on the cartoon, like, it was all smoggy, and they just would raise the the buildings above <laughs> the smog. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, why don't we adopt that? That'd be so dope. It would be. Just, all the way up, and then we'll be prepared for a flood too. There you, you know, go. On the West Coast, and any you know. any kind of fires. <laughs> yeah. So going okay. So we talked about um, we talked a little bit about younger uh, younger connections and stuff, mm-hmm. and, and how this might affect them later on. I mean, I'm sure everybody's kind of thinking about that. Um, that's on their minds and stuff. Um, going into adult things. Mm-hmm. Um, when when problems arise, how does being connected with someone or having that connection with someone help us get through something painful? Daniel, mm. and feel free to jump in at any time. Yeah, 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 we're yeah. always interrupting each other, so go ahead. And whenever you got something to say, I feel like based on that. Uh, what's the question again? <laughs> <laughs> the question was when we're going through something terrible, something painful. How does having somebody that we're connected with help us endure? I feel like once you've had that similar experience with somebody who's gone through something, maybe not exactly the same that you're going through, but that they can at least relate, then you've made a connection there with that person. So you can find comfort in each other's experiences in helping you endure whoever is that might be going through that hardship at that time because one person has already gone through that but then now they're offering that connection or that comfort to give that person that endurance to endure their hardship that's true because like if joe was going through something but i know he's already gone through it and i'm currently going through it even if it's not the same scenario like you said Mm -hmm. if it's the general thing in question and I could still go to him and see how he dealt with it. Even though maybe yeah. my way isn't going to be the same or my situation is the same, I could see how he adapted and then kind of like, you know, draw the positives back to help myself. And then I could maybe help him too because he'd be like, well, I didn't think about it like, like, like that, yeah. you know. Sharing things back and forth is, yeah, yeah it's all Or you go like, dude, I, man, I lost and I broke something. You're like, oh, don't worry about it, man. One time I did this. Like, yeah. You feel a little bit better about it. Yeah. Because you know sometimes, yeah, I mean, come on, we're... we're what are these normal standards, really? I mean, we're, we're all crazy. We're all crazy here. Yeah, we're know? human. So, we make mistakes. I yeah. mean, unless we're eating another person, I mean, I, it, it can be understandable. We're, we're not we're, killing anybody. We're only a certain percentage off from being animals. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the only reason why we're even conscious is because we know we're going to die. <laughs> we know we're going to die. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> now you're going really oh God, murky. Oh God, oh God, oh God. No, no, no. Um, no, so, yeah, when you, when, you have that, when you have that somebody that you can go... And just sit there. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything. You can just cry. Yeah. You know, and you can just look up in the sky. You can let them be alone. You can let them 
have their headphones on if they need to. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, all they need sometimes is just your presence to be there. Yeah. And not say anything because, again, I mean, for me, I don't want to keep hearing it's going to be okay. Mm. You know, this is a rough patch. I mean, even though that's that's the advice that I always give forward, you know, this is going to be a rough patch because I, I had to learn to accept that things suck, you know, mm-hmm. and things happen. So um, maybe at that point in time when things are the most stressful, don't be telling them you're going to get through it. I mean, just be a listening ear. Maybe tell them, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes that's sometimes that's what being connected is. Sometimes you got to be down with them when they're down and being on the same feeling level um, uh, empathically. I think if you care about somebody, um, you can see through what they kind of need. If you know the person, like say, for instance, if you're the type that needs to just talk, talk, talk and have the other person listen as a friend. I would be like, okay, you know, let me sit back and, and let him say what he's got to say. And then he'll, eventually he'll ask me my thoughts on it. Or it's someone that will be very uh, inquisitive and want to ask you questions as they're talking. It's sort of like that's how you know the person that's going through the issue can trust the person they're talking to because then they'll know you good enough to be like, okay, this is how I need to treat the situation. You know, not laughing at you, you know, thinking you're messing around actually taking it serious because there's nothing worse than you know you're trying to tell someone which it's happened to me where like hey man you know like nathaniel i gotta tell you something this is real this happened to me the other day and you're just laughing like hey man i'm waiting for the punchline you know like or you're throwing in jokes it's like mm-hmm. it's like dude i'm serious like i'm not the to proper t- way to treat it yeah and i think uh <clears throat> that's a lot that's a lost art too if you have someone though that that does care they're going to help you through the situation i know yeah, no matter how bad you're you're reacting to it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, too. I mean, there's one thing if you're going crazy and you're breaking things and knocking things over or trying to hurt somebody else, that's different. But if you're there and you want to be self-destructive and, 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 and you know, emotionally or, or, or mentally, them allowing you or giving you that space is, is probably the most healthy thing because mm-hmm. you're actually able to let it out instead of, you know, like we talked about holding it in because holding it in it's it doesn't it does nothing for you i mean even if you're thinking i don't want to burden people with my emotions or with my thoughts or with with my own problems because i know everybody else has problems because when you start venting more people and they start venting back to you you start realizing everybody and everybody and their mothers are messed up Mm -hmm. and everybody and their mothers has something going on so you get to a point where you don't want to be that way but when you really are when you really have that trust in somebody you could almost go like you know like 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 a hurt animal yeah you can just go around them and just whimper and 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 act it out and even if you make a scene at some point you check yourself and you're like you know once you got it out of your system you're like well let me calm down they don't even have to tell you anything like you can automatically just check yourself and be like yeah you know like i kind of flew off the handle i'm sorry and then they can come in there more empathetic and being like, okay, well, I'm glad you said this, blah, blah, let's go from here. Because when someone can give you a game plan or at least to help you out to understand that, hey, there's, it's not the end of the world, you know, we can fix this or you can fix this, it's super comforting. And you can find that in what you were talking about, friendship, relationship, other types deal. That, that's how I think you can get on another level with somebody, you know, and not have to be sort of like a sexual thing it could it, mm. like you said it could be what we talked about before it could be the same sex um a friend whatever family member because you get on a new level because you get a new understanding of that person right 
because you move past these le- these levels of superficiality where two people hanging out um, is viewed as a bad thing or something. Yeah. You, it, it doesn't become, oh, I'm this type of person, I'm this type of person, and we're hanging out together in this location or whatever. It becomes that, it becomes the present time, it becomes the most realist um, in the moment you can be because you're not thinking about those things at the time. You're just thinking about letting go whatever hurts. You, you let it flow out and you let somebody else into there into into your into your healing pool mm. that's true very true this is important that you do this too because this is actually something that i used to struggle with for a long time was bottling things up and i don't know why i would do it but for some reason it was just what i was used to mm-hmm. and really as time does progress it does take a little bit well it actually takes a lot of it out of you um you don't really know where to store those emotions so yeah. It's almost like it expires in a way and it stays inside you. And then when it does come out, it just, it's not good at all. So I feel like everyone should sort of have some sort of uh, outlet alternative because bottling up never works. And whether it be through a person or poetry or playing an instrument, there has to be some sort of way to release your emotion. Yeah. I totally agree because <clears throat> you can get into a fantasy world where only what you think is right and you you can make harsh, rational or irrational decisions in the moment and that could cost people uh, pain or more. And um, a lot of people haven't decided or, or figured things out by, like you said, bottling things up. It just compiles the problem. Nothing gets better. Nothing gets resolved. Nothing gets talked out. And I think at some point, everyone in the world, no matter how big their ego is or how big their pride is, has to admit that they've hit a breaking point at some point or some time, or they've hit a real downward, uh, I don't care how rich you are, have had such a a bad time to where you don't know where to go. You don't, you know, and you got to find your outlet, like you said, or find your inner peace. Because if you don't, like like you said, things, it it could be disastrous. Um, You... There's so much that's thrown at us as like, like say for instance, three things that are killing this country right now, although there's always been something that's divided the country and any country, but let's just talk about America. But right now you have the social injustice. It puts one person on one side, the other person on the other, no matter the family, race, issue, whatever. Then you got the presidential thing that was tearing things apart. And then you got COVID because everyone's got their opinions on that. So we're living in a time right now where everyone's got an opinion on everything everyone's got um issue with something and it's so toxic you know the wrong things could be said to somebody that you know friends that could be friends for 20 years can get into like a big issue over one of these hot button you know issues and it can go the other way or you could just be like overwhelmed with life because this is this is granted the weirdest year that i've ever experienced and that most of us have so this could be overwhelming and maybe we just need to talk to somebody about it. Mm-hmm. So who's there for us and how do we do it? Yeah, so we see just how important it is to, to not just find it, but, but keep it mm-hmm. and hold on to it because those are the kinds of ones that are going to stick around through the most toughest of the situations you know um going along with that when should we start cutting connections oh cutting connections 
um, maybe if it's too toxic, if we feel that um, the person or persons aren't helping the situation and maybe magnifying the issue or trying to maybe make give alternatives as far as uh, things that aren't healthy for us, mm-hmm. whether it's alcohol, drugs, or doing other things to kind of suppress our feelings or emotions. And if that's the case, then yeah, the cutting the cord would probably be best. Or if that person's uh, on a toxic level to where we're yin and yang with each other, mm-hmm. then yeah. Yeah, because at first it's cute, you know, because you, you think you found somebody where they're going to correct you, you're going to correct them, and you guys are going to go strong, and you're going to get get through this. But it's not often the case. Sometimes people are too level-headed, or they're too hard-headed is what I meant. Sometimes they're too hard-headed, and they, they just will clash, just clash forever. You know, maybe at one point it was good for for working out, or for maybe maybe for working up in, in workplaces or something. Mm-hmm. You know, but then it comes a point where they're just, sometimes they're just sucking on your life, you know, mm-hmm. and it becomes more of a burden than anything because it, because at that point it becomes more about how somebody else gets benefited because I mean, again, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but how many times have you opened up to an individual just to have them uh, run off or to have them just backstab you in some way? To where you're like, man, I know a lot about this person. They know a lot about me. You know, if we wanted to, we could totally burn each other's lives down. You know. Yeah. But um, I don't know where I was going with that. Well, <laughs> I feel like energy is a, a very tangible thing, honestly, in the subject of it being toxic. So, mm-hmm. if you're around someone who is gonna feed that negative energy, whether it be in their own life or through practices that they're doing uh, influence is definitely something that's very heavy so if it's something separate than you want to go then even though it's hard sometimes because sometimes uh, toxic relationships are not just um, uh, short-term relationships sometimes they could be long-term relationships whether it be through friendships or through um, a romantic relationship and sometimes that can be difficult but uh, sometimes when it comes to uh, your your own health mentally emotionally sometimes it is best to uh leave that toxicity absolutely like you got to look back and say is what i'm putting into this worth what i'm getting out of it and i think it's always a give and take no matter where it's a, whether it's a friendship uh, uh like, like plutonic or or a relationship um it's best for me like i figured out over time it's simple just write down the pros and cons if the cons weigh out the pros, then you got to go. You got to cut the person or mm-hmm. cut the situation. Mm-hmm. All right. So, 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 Nathan- so Nathaniel talking about the energy kind of brought back my thought from earlier. Okay. Was that you know we spend so much invest so much time in in, in individuals that, that that we have to we have to kind of we have to kind of question ourselves. You know, are we just saying things just because we want somebody to listen? You know, because then, because then, all of our business is just gonna get out there and, mm-hmm. and go and go places. So, how do we know that we're actually connecting with an individual and that connection is real? Trust. I, um, I, I guess maybe there ha- there would have to be an initial something to where they know something or you know something. You ain't gonna say nothing, and you can 
feel with all your heart. I mean, nothing's ever 100%, but mm. you can feel a connection enough to where, hey, this person's not going to cross me. Mm. Or I have a pretty good feeling they're not going to cross me. Maybe it's over time or maybe it's over a, a, a big gesture. But at, I think trust is the main thing for me. Has, has anything ever happened to where you're just like, that's it? Yeah. I mean, we had, <laughs> well, we, you don't need to bring up other. Yeah, way, yeah. You know, no. we, we had <laughs> we had a podcast about that one, um, but but uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely, I had a relationship where you know, the girl cheated, and and uh, and yeah, that was that was big for me. I was like, um, and I was same situation where you were where you were talking about where she knew a grip about me. I knew a grip about her. Mm. So I'm like, how do I go about this? Do I go aggressive? <laughs> do I piss her off? Or does she like fly off the handle, put all oh my stuff my out God, there? Like, be so scary. And it was, it was like a stalemate for a oh little bit. Cause no. I had to approach it just the right way. <laughs> I, I had to give it a, and you know, back then I was more of an impulsive guy. Mm. So I, I would react and want to do. Oh, no. And so it was so difficult for me to check myself and say, okay, just give it a couple days, give it a couple days, let it marinate. Let's see where this goes. Because I know if I say something now, it's gonna be bad. Uh -huh. So yeah. So 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 you learned you learned it. Yeah, <laughs> I learned it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what about you, Nathaniel? Um, I I can say that I I kind of agree with Todd in sense of trust. Um, I feel like one of the ways you know that you can trust an individual is when uh, you endurance uh, a hardship, if not many hardships, mm -hmm. and then. Uh, when it's during those times of hardship, you see who sticks around to support. Mm. So that can really give reassurance. And maybe it's not somebody you have a good, maybe uh, verbal communication with. It, it, you may be great friends with somebody you hang out with all the time, but that person who's going to be there for you whenever they need it may not be somebody you hang out with on a, cons on a uh, consistent basis. Mm. So I feel like that's a good way of knowing where to put your trust is uh, from looking at your hardships and seeing who's still around after those hardships. That's a very good point. Who's there not judging you and going through that after you've been through that as well. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you, uh, I'd say too, when you have a lost loved one, I experienced that, that the, some people shocked me that weren't around and weren't empathetic. And then others, like he said, were like, you know friends that you hang out with every now and then maybe or maybe you play sports with that were there like all the time and that were super empathetic super on your side and were gonna drop anything for you and i was it was blown away i was like wow you know i didn't expect him or her to be like that mm -hmm. so i totally get your point yeah and that's and sometimes you know people i mean stories don't just start off like they do in you know books where it's like once upon a time they lived da 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 like, there has to be a time and point where you meet an individual and you make that connection. Like, again, during this pandemic, I mean, there's some people that I've met that I would have never connected with otherwise. You know, and there's people that that, that my relationship is getting closer with there. That, you, you know, you're developing that kind of trust. And it all started with well, something negative, like the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, where I guess these times where people feel more, I guess more comfortable reaching out, more comfortable talking with people. Or sometimes it's just friends introducing friends of friends. Mm -hmm. And you have mutual things and you just start talking there and you start developing a friendship there because 
like a lot of the things we brought out was was that we have to take a hard hit in order to I guess say have complete trust because again when we're when our when, as I don't even want to say as dudes but as I mean as people living through tough times right now we don't want to give up yeah we don't want to be considered weak we don't want to sit down we don't want to cry we don't want to ponder on our problems because we're told that doing that isn't going to help them or not. and it doesn't it doesn't, but neither does pushing on through it and never taking the time to heal and get over something. Yeah. Because you could strain the muscle, not not heal it, get back to doing, you know, whatever it is you're doing, set records and stuff, but be hurt for the rest of your life. You know, what benefit are you going to get from that? You know? So... Connectivity, man. <laughs> yeah. Um... No, I, t- I totally understand that. That is, um, it's a catch twenty two when when it comes to people because you need, you need that void filled in your life when you're going through something like that. And like you said, f- finding friends of friends, sometimes, uh, someone will bring around someone that just it sort of clicks. Some of my best friends weren't some people that I met on my own, or just through other people. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's a good thing. It's it's good to broaden out too, mm-hmm. and um because there's just like there is supposedly someone out there for everyone there's multiple friends out there for you that's for sure yeah and it's um i mean just kind of kind of um i guess kind of go along with that point i mean me and nathaniel actually met because our parents were friends when they were younger no that's 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 pretty true that's that's how we know each other (laughs) wow and I mean, this guy, this guy knows a lot. So I mean, I mean, I'd have to kill him if he'd ever, if, 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 he, if, he, ever, if he ever went against me or became my enemy. Like that's it. I'm sorry, dude, but he knows too much. He's got to wipe him out. Huh? I have to wipe him out. It's uh, true. Yeah, so <laughs> he's like, well, I, yeah, you I, have to kill me. I accept. Uh, like I, I take it. Yeah, I deserved it. I deserved it. <laughs> I shouldn't open my mouth. Well, okay. Yeah, man. Why do you, well, why you gotta be a nice guy, huh? Why you gotta be a nice guy? Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy. See what that gets you? Nowhere. Right. <laughs> Okay, so as far as connectivity goes, is there any closing points you guys want to bring out? And how how long have we been going for? Uh, we're at thirty four. Cool. I mean, we can close it off there. And um, I don't know if you guys have any closing thoughts. Um, Daniel, anything? Mm. Anything you want to add? If anything, uh, just to reemphasize, uh, as we've talked about throughout this uh, particular episode, uh, a good key to good connectivity is communication, mm-hmm. whether it be listening. Or it be talking. Sometimes you're on the receiving end. Sometimes you're on the other end. But uh, communication with your loved ones, the communication with those you want to take that interest in, and now's as good a time as any. Um, and it's important to uh, nurture that communication so that way uh, we keep uh, moving forward. I guess you could say. I'd have to mm-hmm. agree. That's a great some great points right there. An emphasis. Uh, Zoom call somebody. Uh, call someone just to check in on them. Yeah. Um, and then just remember, if you're going to have someone hear you out, return the favorite, pay it forward. Right. Uh, if someone needs to talk, don't just be like, hey, man, you know what? I'm busy right now. I got a video game yeah. or a game to watch. Yeah, it's getting light. Yeah, I better hit the old dirt road. 
Just make the sacrifice, take the call, and trust me, that person will appreciate it and it'll come back on you too in a good way. Yeah, and it doesn't Definitely. even have to be all that. I mean, if you don't want to give somebody a call, give them a text, send them a, send them a letter. Do, do yeah. an old school thing, send them a letter. You know, get, get, the whole, get the whole family sigil thing, burn the candle wax and everything. You know, if you're going to do it, do it right. You know, actually, I'm doing that. Don't take that. I'm going to send somebody a letter today. <laughs> send them a messenger pigeon. Oh, you're right. You I mean, I'm just going to bring back uh, the messenger pigeon. There you go. It's going to make a comeback. <laughs> oh, jeez. It was a thing? Is that is that Cleveland Brown again? What is he doing back? It's going to make a comeback, y'all. <laughs> Just like my show. I hey, heard they canceled that. They did after like four seasons or something. Oh, okay. That's terrible. That sucks. All right, well, whatever, Cleveland. Hold Maybe the man down. <laughs> <laughs> Let me close this bad boy off with a poem that has nothing to do with what we talked about today. <laughs> Well, this is this is uh, this is actually you know what I'll go ahead I'll go ahead and uh, do some stretching and make this fit in. This okay. is this is your mentality if you don't have somebody you can connect with. Oh. Here we go. Soak in the pain each day, as each day blows its blow. What makes our stomachs hurt the most is usually out of our control. We engage in a mental battle. Entering a mindset that brings thoughts of the unforgivable. Formidable is the enemy as we combat the struggle to alleviate the pressure. Drowning out our thoughts as we mask our state of being by saying we're I'm fine. Though eventually we fall into the hands of the oppressor. The one that controls your mind, controls your mood, and your vibe. Takes away your thrive, your will to survive, your want to be alive. Ooh, Ooh, nice. Thank you, my good, good Very heavy. Guys. Thank you, you guys. Very, very heavy. Well, this was a heavy topic. You know, well, it's actually less heavier now since we uh, lost some baggage. All right, everybody. <laughs> that's that's the end of the show. <laughs> I regret nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>